Maybe you've been listening to this show because you want to start a side hustle, but you don't know where to begin. So if that's what you want, you're in the right place. I also have a new free tool for you called the Smart Side Hustle Master Plan. It is the perfect blueprint for anyone looking to start a small business on the side. Pick up this free comprehensive workbook so you can determine exactly the type of side hustle you want and how much time you want to spend on it. Prioritize and outline the various to-dos, both large and small, and create the perfect timeline to prepare for your launch and beyond. This is, like I said, a free tool just for you, and you can pick that up at chrismcpeak.com. It's right there smack on the homepage. So go to chrismcpeak.com and pick up your Smart Side Hustle Master Plan today. Now let's dig into this week's brand new and fantabulous episode. Okay, I don't know about you, but I've had it up to my armpits with this whole screw the nine to five mentality. Believe it or not, some of us really love our day jobs and don't wish to screw them. And yet we've got an additional calling, maybe a hobby, or a need for supplemental income that's just purring to us, make me a side hustle. And that's where I come in. I'm Chris McPeak, your host for this life quest to do the work we were meant to do and run a small business. If you're looking to maximize your time so you can run the side hustle of your dreams, then you are absolutely in the right place. This is the Got Side Hustle Show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the God Side Hustle Show. I am your host, Chris McPeak, and today we are speaking with Amy Lang of Birds and Bees and Kids. It's like lions and tigers and bears, but different. Amy, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. And yeah, it's a whole lot of animals, right? It is a lot of animals. And I guess the kid part too. I mean, I don't have children, so I can't relate, but I have nieces and nephews, so I can appreciate. Let's talk a little bit about what is birds and bees and kids. I'm happy to talk about that. So I am a sexuality educator and I'm also a parent educator and I help parents and other adults, not children, um, with the sex talks. So I help them figure out when and how to have the conversations, what they should look like, how to have open communication, and basically how to help parents become their kids' go-to, um, I like to say sex experts, but people tweak about, get a little twitchy about that, but how to become their go-to person for um, the birds and bees information. And I only work with parents of kids who are 11 and under. I don't do teenagers. I mean, I okay. can I can like, but I focus on kids that are younger, like parents of kids in younger, like elementary age. Okay. So is this what you went to college to do, or did this get inspired by a life event? I can imagine like, yeah. So I have a a BA in women's studies. Okay. When my parents were like, what are you going to do with a BA with a, you know, a degree in women's studies? And I said, well, work at Planned Parenthood, of course. Like, what of course else? Right. What else do you do? What else, what else do you do? <laughs> um, so, um, so that sure, sort of, but I also have a master's degree in applied behavioral science and my focus was in adult education and group facilitation. So most of my colleagues are therapists and I'm not that kind of a person, frankly. Okay. Um, so that was my educational background, uh, but my uh, what I did for fun was uh, sex. Um, I did birth control and pregnancy counseling, abortion counseling, STI, HIV counseling for fun as a volunteer so when I was in college. Oh. 
and I completely loved it. It was a huge part of my life. I ran a program. It was something that I made time for, um, kind of no matter what. So it was my hobby of all weirdo hobbies. And so that's where the sexuality educator piece comes in. Comes Got in. it. And so what, what prompted you then to start Birds and Bees and Kids? Well, I um, had been doing this sexual health education for years and years and years. And um, I think like over 16 years when I had our kid and, um, and I, well, he was actually five and Milo was getting ready for a bath. And I thought he was going to, he grabbed his penis and he's like, Hey mama, did you know? And I'm (laughs) standing there and I'm thinking, oh, please do not tell me it feels good to touch your penis because I have got nothing. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? Like you, what, what's happening here? But I just really calmly, I just looked at him and I said, what? And he said, I can see the veins in there where the blood goes. And I said, excellent. Whoa. (laughs) Cause, and that was it for me. I was like, oh, great this is great. Like I'm a longtime sexuality educator and I would rather talk to a 15 year old who's, you know, about her pregnancy than my five-year-old about his penis. And so, you know, here I am having this sort of moment of shame. And I was so, I was really, honestly, I was really taken aback at how uncomfortable I was. Yeah. So then being a good, you know, being a good mama, I thought, all right, you better get over yourself and like figure this out. And so I started doing I started like researching, when do you start talking to kids about sex? What should that look like? You know, how old should they be? What should the conversations be? And I, um, as I was doing that, I realized that I could probably help other parents because my master's program was in adult education. Adult education, right. Yeah. So I just had this moment and I didn't even know there was a field called parent education. Like I had no idea. I was a parent and I'm like, I'm going to start this thing. I'm going to yeah. teach parents. And then, you know, surprise, <laughs> there's a whole field of parent education. So that was my little like spark moment. Yeah. So what did your, what did your hubby think of all this when, when you said, you know, I'm going to start a new business and this is what I'm going to do. And well, he was great. Cause he could see the through line. Um, and you know, I was working, what was I doing? I was, um, I was actually working at Planned Parenthood when this happened and I was part-time momming and I, I was, I don't think I was working there for about four days a week. And so Milo was in daycare and I really, really liked it there because I was doing the sex education stuff. Um, but when I was, had this idea, I ran it by Carrie and he's like, okay, sounds good. And then just kind of like, okay, you do, you do you, he was great about it. Right. And, and, and he was pretty quickly on board with it. But the yeah. interesting thing was the people around me, like our friends, I would say, I'm starting this company and I'm going to do this thing. And some of them were like, what, why? Like, and even my brother was like, okay, but he's not, he wasn't a parent. And then parenting friends were like, okay, like what? And then full time passes and they're like, oh, okay. She's on. I need your help. <laughs> Right. Well, she's, yeah, I need your help. And she's on to something because mm-hmm. as I started, um, you know, I was definitely side hustle because I was working, you know, I, I worked all along while I was getting my, you know, getting my thing going here. And um, as I got uh, better at it and got kind of a little local famous, then suddenly people are like, oh, hey, like my friends are like, oh yeah, okay, this is cool what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, I told you. 
Right. <laughs> this is a neat um, thing I've got going on. Yeah. Well, you said you were kind of local famous. So what did that look like? Was that like, oh, that's Amy Lang. She's the one that talks to the kids about or talks to parents about sex. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that did, I mean, that happened probably. I mean, I've been doing this for 16 years. I live in Seattle. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's not that huge of a community. Yeah. I've been at this for a long time. So I'd be like at the grocery store and, and a woman would come up to me and say, hi, Amy Lang, I saw you speak. It was really great. It was so helpful. And then the worst part is they'd say, hey, kids, this is Amy. <laughs> She's the one that tells me how to talk to you about sex. And I'm always oh my gosh. Like, I'm sorry about your parent. Really <laughs> like, I don't want to know who you are. So it's like that kind of thing. And, you know, and it's, it's super, it was horrible for my child, of course, to have people like, hey, Amy Lang. And he'd be like, oh God, and shudder and and run away. Um, but yeah, no, that's kind of like, it just built slowly. And I was lucky enough to have a really supportive spouse. And, it, and, and then there was a point where, um, so I had the idea when I was working at Planned Parenthood and things really started falling apart there and I needed to leave. And Carrie was like, you need to quit. Just please quit. Wow. And then, and he said, start your thing. And so I started my thing, but then I worked temp jobs and, and you know, until I could like make enough money to not be so side sidelined as it were. What, what did that feel like for you? Um, was it, was it a matter of like, okay, as soon as I can replace my previous income, I'll make the break. Or as soon as I feel like I can make, you know, make a reasonable living with birds and bees and kids, I'll make the break. Like what, what was the impetus for finally making that decision? And when did you know, like, okay, it's definitely time. Um, I think that I uh, got to a point where, and I, I know, and Carrie's the primary breadwinner. So I want to be super clear about that, but I sure. got to the point where my birds and bees and kids work was starting to take up more time than like, I, I was like, okay, I can keep doing this temp job, but if I keep doing the temp job, then I'm not going to be able to do the birds and bees and kids work. So I think right. it was a point there. And I want to say I was, I don't know, I, I was pretty far in, like I'd say six, eight years before wow. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I was momming, right. I was, I was, so I was parenting at the same time, which is not a side hustle. I mean, it can be, I wanted it to be a side hustle, but it doesn't work like that. Um, <laughs> I was, I think so you got to be all in on years, that one. Yeah, it took a while before my income was like, okay, I'm contributing to our family income about as much as I was when I was working for, you know, for other folks. And, um, and then, yeah, so that's kind of where I ended up. And then as Milo got older, I, he's 20, he's almost 21. So I took more time for work and, and, you know, kind of did more and more and taught more and, and traveled a bunch and that kind of thing. So it just got bigger and bigger. So it's not a side it's not a side hustle anymore. Not a side hustle anymore. It's your thing. So in terms of what your business is comprised of, I'm thinking about this because you were talking about, um, you know, teaching and traveling is, do you see yourself as more of a service provider or do you see yourself as more of a content creator, course creator? Good question. Um, I'm more of a service provider. I'm a content creator too. Like I like to make things. I'm currently working on my third book, which is oh, all yay. scripts for parents. Like they are all just like, tell me what to say. Like, tell me yeah. what to say. And like, here you go. Here's what to say. Going to sound a little like me, but hey, my book, my words, you asked. Right. Um, so I like 
making new things. Like I like writing new talks and, and creating some content, but what I really like is teaching. Like I'm a teacher. I'm a, I'm a more of a service provider, I guess. Um, that's where I shine. That's where I have the most fun. I love to give advice. Just ask me. Do you prefer to work one-on-one with individual couples like parents, or do you like to be brought to schools or organizations and, and talk on stage? What, what feels nicer for you? Um, being on stage is where I, is where I, I mean, remember, I remember before <laughs> I could be in front of a group of people. Yeah. That's where I really shine. I love working with groups of people, especially with this topic because they are mm-hmm. all like in the same space of discomfort and they're together and they're learning together about something that most people, most parents would, you know, want to run, you know, please, you know, they t- sometimes they'll say to me, can I hire you to do this? And I'm like, yeah, what is it? $14,000 cash. And you, and I get full free reign and they're like, never mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're great. But also, um, so I, I, like the one to many, um, makes more sense to me because then like if I'm doing a PTA talk or, you know, for a school or something like that, then they have a common experience and they might be more likely to talk with each other. Or if I've been at the school and someone says to their friend, yeah, Amy said this and the other person didn't go to that. Like one of my, um, one of my secret like background things I really want to work on, but I'm not allowed to because I have other things I need to do is a, is a movement towards parent-led sex ed where I'm like, I'm pushing, I'm helping parents who are willing to be beacons of light in their friend communities and be the ones that are kind of the, like the mini me's, right. Who can trust that person to help guide them through these conversations. So it's not just me, but so I like, like I said, I like to make things, but I'm not allowed to make that yet. It's just in my head. Gonna get to here. Well, can we break that down a little bit? Are you are you telling you that you're not allowed to make it yet? Oh yeah, I am because I like to make things to the distraction of other things. So I have to get this book done. I want to launch it on Valentine's Day. Got it. We are in the beginning of November somehow. I don't know how that happened. And so if I allow myself to go over there and run around and do that, I'm not, I'm taking energy away of getting my book done. You know, I'm okay. looking at like my revenue streams. I'm working with a really great business coach, run one who's actually doing what I require in a business coach, which is mostly bossing me around, um, <laughs> telling me what to do. Um, and so we're looking at my revenue streams, like what's my primary revenue stream? What's my secondary revenue stream? They're very much tied together. So yeah. When I do, I have an online solution center, which is like a DIY place to go. People can go, you know, okay. get over themselves, right? And so my speaking, I talk about the solution center. The solution center is where I make the most money, right? I get money from the speaking. So it's a circular thing. So right now we're helping, we're looking at how I make that really a tight ship. Okay. That's the book. So I can't do the thing I really want to do, <laughs> which is the parent led sex ed. Right. So, okay. So, Now, this makes me think of when people start to see that their side hustle is growing and they're on a kind of a track. Well, like clearly this thing is working and this is the thing that's making me the most money and or getting the most exposure. And you've even had validation of that because you're paying a coach to tell you like, here's the steps I want you to to follow. But then in the back of your head, you have the new the new program, the new thing that you want so much to be part of the mix. So for folks that are struggling with that, like, how do you rationalize to yourself? Like this has to get done before I can go to the next thing. 
what, what, what reminds you that you have to stay the course so that you don't, because it's very easy for people like myself, especially get distracted because they see a new thing that either they really, really want to do, or that somebody else is doing with great success. And they think, well, if they can do it, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I totally know what you're saying. So I am at the, um, I am was like that, like do the new thing, do the new thing. That looks fun. Going to do that. Going to do that. This is the thing. And I was doing that over and over again. Like I had my fingers in so many pots and it basically has made me scatterbrained mm-hmm. and um, not doing anything well and second guessing, like kind of constant sure. second guessing and, you know, hope springs eternal, right? I know you know this, right? Okay. This is going to be the thing, right? And then it's not quite the thing because yes. you didn't quite do it right. So I think that you had I to do it over again. I would have really, really worked hard to stay in one or two lanes and hung out there until it was a smooth running ship, whatever that looked like, making enough money, could do it in your sleep, you know, yeah. still having fun, right? And then um, really being thoughtful about like with this parentless, parent-led sex ed thing is a great example. Like what's the end game there? Right, right. now, that's to entertain me. Yeah, right? that yeah, sounds like I see fun that. to me, right? I can, I can make the whole thing. I could sit down in two days and make the whole thing. And then what? Right. And then what? Right. And then yeah. it's going to, be to the detriment of these other things. So a couple of things I have learned to do is that, um, like right now I'm really focused on these three things. So that's the first thing. And this is new to me. Like I have this post-it note right here that says important, not urgent. Yes. Right. That's all I'm supposed to do. It is killing uh-huh. me, but I am, I am really trying to stay like, is this important? Is it urgent? And I have to do the important and not urgent stuff first. So anyway, all that to say, if I have something I'm really hot to do like this thing, I'll use it as a reward. So I'll get to go make it when I X. Yeah. I love that. Right. Or sometimes it's so burning. I just get the bear, the, get it out of my system. I put it in a document, I bang it all out and then I park it. And I'm not allowed to do it until I've like done these other things or something like that. But yeah, yeah, if I had this to do all over again, I would not have done the 8 million different things I have done. I would have done speaking an online course, a podcast. That's it. And that's it. Right. And that would have been the last thing. Yeah. 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 And books, right? And then I went, oh, then I got to write. Oh, then I got to be on social media and do that, right? And then I got to have a newsletter. And then, oh, right, I got to, okay. And then it just ends up being this being this soup. But if everything was only clutched around these one things, these troughs. Yes. So it's, it's a, anyway, you know, I mean, it's, it's part of being super passionate, I think. Yeah. Right. And well, like- and I, I think that's sort of where that it's a driving force with us loving what we do and making it work because if it wasn't fun, we wouldn't want to do it. So why start a business that's not, doesn't feel fun. And that doesn't make you want to create all the time. Right. I think uh, if, cause if you're just going to do that, you may as well go drive an Uber car then, um, <laughs> then, then be a creator. Right. 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 I mean, I think that's one of the things too, is like, I really tried to learn about business but I didn't know what I, even then I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I have a somewhere, I have like a 20 page business plan that I wrote or 10 page 
from when I went to the small business administration and got free help there. He made me write this thing and I wrote it and wrote it and wrote it. And it's a lot of data and a lot of information, but then, you know, fast forward 15 minutes and it's like, Oh, I needed a one sheet thing that looked like, right. So like these, like these mistakes I made and it's just hard, right? Cause I want to make the things I don't want to do the business end. Right. Yeah. I'm better now, way better, way better. Like I know what's going on. I see my blind spots. Doesn't mean yeah. I do anything about them, but I got them. Have you pulled in a virtual assistant or anything like that? Is that something that feels, feels good for you? Yeah. I have the first thing I hired out was a bookkeeper because no, I should have no business, <laughs> no business touching that. I'm always really, but I also, my, my bookkeeping is complicated because I have multiple streams of income and shit like that. I'm allowed to swear. Yes. Oh, well, um, <laughs> sorry. There it's done. Got to put the E on it now. All right. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> I think that is an E word anyway. Um, so, um, so yeah, I get, I, I don't like, how do you, why do you even do that? So like getting rid of the things you're bad at first. So that was yeah. the first thing I got rid of. I've had multiple virtual assistants over the years um, and live assistants and they do um, my backend stuff. Like they, I give them the copy for my newsletters and they make my newsletters, social media. Um, they help me um, depending on who they are. They've helped me strategize um, various and sundry things, workout systems, that kind of thing. Cool. And I'm extroverted. So I really like having somebody alongside. Um, so that makes a big difference for me, but getting rid of that stuff that I'm not very good at um, or, and I don't have, I don't want to do it. I can yeah. do it in my sleep. Right. But is that where I should be spending my time? Probably yeah. not. I should be figuring out like how to tell parents to talk to their kids about tampons. There or you whatever. go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I think that's one thing is because as soon as you can give it away, give it away because your time is better spent doing the, what your sort of genius is. Yeah. Yeah. But you have totally. to know what's going on in your business. Like you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then you have a podcast now. I do. And what's the name of your show? It's called Just Say This, and it is parental guidance for the birds and bees talks. Um, I answer questions from parents. It's like, like a, it's a Q&A show. So they call and leave me a voicemail, and then I play the question on air, and I, and I answer it, or on the show, and then I answer it. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's potluck. So I do, like, someone can call in and say, I think my 16 year old is having sex and I don't know what to do all the way down to, you know, I think I thought my five-year-old was going to tell me it felt good to touch his penis (laughs) (laughs) and all kinds of things in between. And it is absolutely E it's absolutely explicit. Lots of swearing. Um, I am, I am very much, I am the most me there that I am in this. Like I don't have to, I don't filter. I don't care Mm -hmm. if you don't like it. Don't listen. Um, and I'm happy to be corrected if I do something, if I say something wrong, whatever, but, um, yeah, so I, you know, I don't have, I have guest stars. So I had Lisa Honnold for the center for online safety, come on. And she talked about answered a couple of questions with me and talked about online safety, but I am not interested <clears throat> in interviewing. I'm, I'm probably going to do some interviews at some point, but I, um, yeah, I love the Q and a, I love to give advice. I love Ann Landers and Amy Dickerson and, you yeah. know, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the 
type of work that you do, it lends well to that kind of thing. So yeah, why not just keep doing what works? Exactly. 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 Okay. Well, Amy, this is fantastic. And I am so, it's so neat to hear about a unique business that, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that you could make this a career and you've done it and it sounds super successful and something that really feeds your soul. So where can people find you online if they want to catch up with your stuff and, and learn all of the amazing tips, tricks, and secrets to talking to parents and talking to their kids about that thing? So my website is birdsandbeesandkids.com and I'm on Instagram, birdsbeeskids and Facebook, birdsbeeskids. So poke around in there. Um, and then podcast, you're listening to a podcast, right? Yes. Podcast, 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 just say this, um, is, is the other place to find me. Very cool. Well, again, we've been talking today with Amy Lang of birds and bees and kids, and thank you so much for carving time to be on God's side hustle this week. It was great. Thank you.